If it wasn't so dangerous, this clown show currently occupying the White House would be rather funny. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And welcome to the Thursday edition of Truth to Ponder. And I'm your host, Bob Bierman. Well, here we are now, coming up not too long. We're about 10 months into the presidency of Joe Biden. And I could spend a whole hour, a whole week, just playing some of the very strange things that this president has said publicly since he was inaugurated as president. Also, his uh, giggling sidekick, Kamala Harris, who you don't see much of for some reason of late, which is rather strange. She has disappeared in from basically public view. She's in charge of the border and a bunch of other so-called crises, but she's nowhere to be nowhere to be found. Where are we heading to as a nation? And we look at what we have come across here in the United States since the 20th of January. The nation I grew up in is gone. And if something doesn't happen soon, it's just going to keep getting worse and worse. We have a lot of ground to cover today, and I've got something I'm going to share in just a couple of minutes, literally just a few minutes from now, that I found and I looked over, read it carefully, and I'm going to share some material that I found. And it's a combination of things that I've been looking at from a number of of news sources. But this puts it all into perspective. How did the land of the free and the home of the brave here in the United States and and those of independent and free minds in Canada, Australia, New Zealand, United Kingdom, how do we all suddenly become so complacent with what is happening to our freedoms? We're, we're just letting them slip out of our hands. They say when you willingly surrender your freedoms, you have to fight to the death to ever get them back. And I'm, I'm concerned seriously that if things don't change soon and people begin to rise up and push back, we will hit a point of no return. We're getting our freedom back. We'll literally take something more than just the ballot box because even the ballot box in the United States and elsewhere is in jeopardy. We're looking at some of the most, either the most incompetent administration in my lifetime, bar none. This makes the Jimmy Carter years look palatable. We're seeing things happen in losing freedom, in bad decisions, and we're going to get into a lot of that today. Just really quick, before I get into this mass, what I call delusion, almost like a mass hypnotic state of some people. And I want to break that down because the information I have is going to be powerful and it's going to be extremely helpful as you look at what's going on and put things into perspective. Right now, we have one of the greatest self-inflicted economic wounds in our history, in my opinion. These vaccine mandates, they're coming, they're arriving even though I firmly believe that they are totally and absolutely unconstitutional. And OSHA does not have the legal authority, statute authority, under 
the law to impose what they are trying to impose. We also have the total deceit. The FDA deceived the American people. They lied to you. They did a smoke and mirror job on the Pfizer vaccine. How many people do you know that believe that the Pfizer vaccine that you get today, if you go to Walmart or you go to any place to get it, whether it's Walgreens, CVS, many of these people falsely believe that they're getting an FDA-approved vaccine when, in fact, they are not. They've been lied to. They have been absolutely lied to, period. That dog and pony show that was put on by the FDA was a total fraud. And the news media was complicit in that fraud. On this program, when that, when that press conference occurred months ago, the approval, I can remember hearing the, a few days before that Monday, ooh, on Monday the FDA's got a big announcement. Everybody look forward to it. It's probably the approval of the Pfizer vaccine. <laughs> and it wasn't. It absolutely was not the approval that you thought they were being given. Though the dog and pony show and the press conference looked so legit, I downloaded that entire press conference so I could tear it apart and listen carefully. And when real questions started to come in, suddenly that Zoom call conference, hey, listen, guys, thank you for being here. We've got so much more to do today. Bye-bye. Click. Gone. Kind of like when Joe Biden wanders off the set They just cut the feed. That's what happened. And your typical mentally bankrupt, intellectually bankrupt, morally bankrupt, spiritually bankrupt reporter from a CNN, ABC, MSNBC, CBS et al. Don't bother to answer the real and needed follow-up questions. So what do you get? You get the FDA has approved the Pfizer vaccine. And I remember looking at all the material that I was, I was, I watched that press conference. It was on where you could see it. And I saw the supporting document, which was the letter of authorization. And something triggered me in looking at it. And a couple of listeners out there felt the same thing. And we actually shared some emails that very day into the next day. And I waited two days before I said a word. I wanted to be more certain. The letter of authorization that the FDA gave to Pfizer kept referencing a letter from two weeks earlier. Paragraph two, sentence this or whatever. And, and of course, nowhere do you ever read what those words were from the other letter. And it was not part of the package that the press got. And your typical lazy press person, they wanted spoon fed so I can get my face on the TV and, and just read the story. Never bothered to ask the question, okay, so what's in this paragraph? What does it say? What is? What are you trying to hide? That was my initial question. And a lot of people felt that something was being hidden. Turns out what the FDA had done is they approved a different vaccine, one that to this day you cannot get in the United States of America and probably anywhere else. Yet people saw somebody make a posting on Facebook saying, well, I just got my booster shot now that it's now that it's FDA approved. And everybody's right. At least the smart ones are saying, how did you get 
uh, Cormidity, or the, however it's pronounced, the the new Pfizer vaccine. That's the only one that's that's FDA approved, and even that process was short circuited, totally short circuited. So the FDA lied. These vaccine mandates are arriving. People that are very qualified are going to lose their jobs because there's a significant number of people that will not take this vaccine. And it comes at a really bad time because we have a worker shortage. People learn how to live off unemployment and not having two people out working every day. They scale back. So you see all these help wanted signs. So we're going to make it even worse now by having companies of 100 workers, though I, I, I think, I pray that it'll be challenged in the courts and ruled and deemed as unconstitutional. And there's such a big push to hurry, hurry, hurry. We now have got January 4th is the big deadline for all these companies except certain people in federal government. Well, I wonder how they get, get away with that. With this big hiring push, you still can't find people. The funny thing is that lots of available workers should theoretically be out there somewhere. The number of Americans that are currently working is still about 5 million less than the peak it was before the pandemic arrived. So where do they all go? And I think many just have dropped out of the job market and they have no intention of coming back. Now, many of the extremely skilled jobs... Airline pilots would be a good example. Many in the medical field, many in certain technology. You just can't pick up somebody off the street and say, here's a job. Fly the airliner. (laughs) Treat this patient. Do surgery. It's not going to happen. Not going to happen. New York City had a deadline a while back for municipal workers to get vaccinated, and about 26,000 of them have refused to comply. So when the garbage begins to stack up, will they do anything about it? Many have not uploaded their vaccination status, and they face unpaid leave time. And this is going to happen nationwide. They're going to keep threatening. I do not understand how constitutionally OSHA, which is not a health division can cobble together a mandate of what employers have to do that exceeds their legislative authority. But that's what OSHA appears to be doing. And people are being forced to comply. One of of the listeners to this program, I'm not going to say where or the name of the company, but shared with me an email that went to all personnel at his company Uh, the company deeply concerned about these federal mandates and at minimum requiring sometime, I think, this week, maybe the first to next, I can't remember. I think think the deadline may even be today to share with the HR department their vaccination status. Now, they're not going to take any action immediately, but they need to know because they need to report that. In other words, we're getting into the Chinese spy system on people, the social credit system. They want to know everything you're doing, when you're doing it, and how you're doing it. These mandates, these vaccine mandates, they're not about health. If anybody thinks that a vaccine mandate has anything to do with ending the pandemic or health, you are now 
living in the world of deception. They're already talking about the fourth and fifth shot and the sixth shot in some places because the vaccines are not working. Everything we were told back in December, January, get your two jabs and you're good to go. Take off your face mask because you are now Corona proof. And now the group that spreads the virus more than any other group is the vaccinated group. In some parts of the world, as immune systems are beginning to be somewhat compromised, it is the vaccinated that are in the hospital, not the unvaccinated. It's becoming it's becoming a tipping point. Now, there are a lot of people on the Internet, a lot of websites, a lot of podcast hosts, video cast hosts that are predicting this super doom of like 90 percent of the population dropping dead. But many of those were saying that would happen by about now. And unless everybody drops dead in the next two weeks, um, some of those predictions were faulty. I, I, I've been so cautious not to jump on some of the stuff that I see that sounds exciting. It's a great headline, but my heart says it's probably not true. But is there a negative effect to the body? Of course there is. Is there a need to be injecting children? Absolutely not. That's insanity of the highest order. But then again, we are living in a time, living in a time of intense spiritual blindness and spiritual delusion. So before I change gears here, this supply chain crisis is by design, not by accident. Between the global warming people, believers, whatever you want to call it, that believe the globe is warming, 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 and 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 climate change is the existential, the you know, it's the great threat. I, I just I just get so upset when I even hear the word existential crisis of our age and our time. And for 50 years, we've been told we have 10 years left. But see, just like the pandemic, climate change and the pandemic control everything you're allowed to do, where you're allowed to go, what you're allowed to do when you go somewhere, the face coverings and all that go with it. And that's why I want to change direction here. I mean, we we know about everything with this transportation disaster There are a lot of moving parts, but all government interference, all government-based, all government uh, control that has manufactured this crisis and expect to see food prices, energy prices continue to rise beyond your imagination and shortages showing up on the shelves because of government ineptness or, by design, control over you. See, oftentimes, and I believe this is the case, government creates a crisis and then demands you give up some of your liberty so they can solve said crisis. Now, how did we get into this particular position? First, we were lied to. Many people voted for Joe Biden in the United States because they believed, you know, Grandpa Joe, nice, sweet guy, Washington insider, almost 50 years of experience, You know, he could negotiate with the world, get our prestige back, and handle this virus. Matter of fact, he 
He was very much anti-mandate early on. This is Joe Biden just before he took office. I don't think it should be mandatory. I wouldn't demand to be mandatory, but I would do everything in my power. Just like I don't think masks have to be made mandatory nationwide. I want to take you back about a year ago. Kamala Harris running for president a little over a year ago. I think maybe this is 14 months, 13 months ago. When asked a question about the vaccines that were in process at that time. She was asked by NBC News, would she take the vaccine? And and this is what she had to say. If the Trump administration approves a vaccine before or after the election, should Americans take it and would you take it? If the public health professionals, if Dr. Fauci, if the doctors tell us that we should take it, I'll be the first in line to take it. Absolutely. But if Donald Trump tells us I should ta- that we should take it, I'm not taking it. So if Donald Trump tells you to take the vaccine, I'm not taking it. Well, right now, Joe Biden is saying take the vaccine. Lest we forget from a year ago, it was fraud Fauci that told all of us it would take years to develop a vaccine. Number one, it takes years for any kind of novel technology that it's impossible. It is totally impossible. It can't be done. Fauci said that numerous times in 2020. Getting a vaccine before the end of the year was impossible. It cannot be done. Getting a vaccine before the end of 2021 was also not even realistic. Maybe the end of 2021, maybe sometime in 2022. And then he was also concerned, you know, the father of the uh, the father of the virus, the wizard of COVID, Dr. Fauci also indicated that even if we developed something that looked promising, it would still take years of more of more testing to make sure that it's safe. How quickly that changed after the election. Suddenly, Fauci's 100% on board with the vaccine that he said could never be done. Suddenly, the mandates that he was against. Remember, Dr. Fauci said last year that he was against any kind of a vaccine mandate, that that's not American. It's an un-American thing to do. And honestly, if a vaccine worked, you're protecting yourself, but they don't work. But now, this administration, remember, it was Joe Biden that said, I would never do a mandate. It's not, it's, you can't do one. But today, this is what he says. My plan will extend the vaccination requirements that I previously issued in the healthcare field. Already, I've announced... We'll be requiring vaccinations at all nursing home workers who treat patients on Medicare and Medicaid because I have that federal authority. Tonight, I'm using that same authority to expand that to cover those who work in hospitals, home health care facilities, or other medical facilities. I will sign an executive order that will now require all executive branch federal employees to be vaccinated. All. I've signed another executive order that will require federal contractors to do the same. If you want to work with the federal government and do business with us, get vaccinated. I'm announcing that the Department of Labor is developing an emergency rule to require all employers with 100 or more employees that together employ over 80 million workers to ensure their workforces are fully vaccinated. 
or show a negative test at least once a week. My, my, my. How things have changed in a matter of, oh, I don't know, less than a year. In less than a year's time, we've gone from you can't mandate to I demand that you either lose your job or take the jab or get tested. The the target keeps getting moved. Remember back in May when he said, if you get your vaccinations, you can take off your mask. And how fast, how long did that last? See, that was a phony carrot and stick approach to get you, oh man, if I just get the shot, then I don't have to walk around with this face diaper anymore. And I can go back to any restaurant and bar that I want to go to. I can do, I can get my life back. That was the carrot. The stick was, <laughs> you're not going to get it back anyway. Oh, it must be the Delta variant. It must be this. It must be that. It's always going to be something if you haven't figured that out yet. There's always going to be those that are power hungry. Everything having happening in Davos, Switzerland with the World Economic Forum. What is happening in Scotland with the climate uh, conference. All of it. All of it is tied together to tighten the noose on the billions of people inhabiting this earth so the billionaire class of rulers can dominate over you. I am sick and tired of hearing you'll own nothing and be happy. I'm sick and tired of being told it's for your own good. The Nazis told the folks in Poland it's for your own good in 1939. Every despot dictator has used health or fear and safety as the primary tools. And what is really alarming to me is how few people within a society need to fall victim before the entire society, well, it, it falls right into their hands. See, understand something. The true believers in Nazi ideology in the 1930s were not all that much enamored by an Adolf Hitler. What they were looking for for themselves at that time, Germany was in a financial mess following World War I. National identity had been destroyed. The economy had become insane with inflation. And all of a sudden, anything looked better than what they had. And some of what Adolf Hitler was selling sounded rather good. And scapegoats work really good, especially if you're not in that scapegoat class. And so, of course, Hitler wins the election, but doesn't have full power that he wants. So they burned down the Reichstag, their Capitol building, and blamed it on Hitler's enemies. Thus, he was able to consolidate even more power. Do you see a parallel to today? Joe Biden won the election with the help of the media. The media and the large corporations would have no issue with a fascist society. Matter of fact, they would love to have one. See, fascism and communism have only one minor difference. In communism, the state owns 
everything, including the corporations, the factories, the production, and the farms. In fascism, you own the farm, but it's under state control. And see, in Germany, if you go back in history, and this is some of the history that rarely gets taught, but it's there to look for. It's easy to find. Some of the big companies of the day were willing to sit down at Hitler's table because that made them the powerful, the elite, and even incredibly more wealthy. Some of the German auto manufacturers, the drug manufacturer Bayer, all were part and parcel to what Hitler was doing at that time, Porsche, all of it. They found favor at Hitler's table. They enjoyed the fascist state that Germany had become. And they could decry communism. If you listen to Tuesday's radio program, I had Robert Metz on from Canada. And he defined it so well. We have changed the entire political spectrum of left and right, and by definition, we call the left communism and the right fascism, which is not true. They're both almost identical. Left and right should be defined as totalitarian on the left and freedom on the right. But all these years of miseducating our children and and indoctrinating them with something insane, they can't discern the difference any longer. Now listen, I've gone... I've been sharing things in this first segment I didn't plan to get into. And I promise you, what I have in the second segment coming up, I'm going to take the break just a little bit early here. When I come back for the second segment of this program, I have something that I want to share with you. And I want you to listen carefully to every word that I say. I've gone through a lot of material and and kind of put it all together for you. So you can thoroughly and completely understand how we got to this place of what can only be called mass delusion. That is mass delusion, almost like a hypnotic state that comes across our minds. But the funny thing is when you find out how few people need to be a part of this mass hypnosis to tip a country, it's absolutely going to scare you. If you believe in our ministry, would you consider helping us financially? If you make a check payable to Ancient Word Radio, our mailing address is 5753 Highway 85 North. That's 5753 Highway 85 North, number 3248. Number 3248. And we are in Crestview, Florida. Crestview, Florida. 32536. Once again, make a check payable to Ancient Word Radio, sent to Truth to Ponder, 5753, Highway 85 North, number 3248. Number 3248 in Crestview, Florida, 32536. That's 32536. This is Truth to Ponder. With Bob Beerman. The no answer answer. 
Shalom Alechem. This is the nice Jewish boy, Jonathan Kahn, your Jewish connection, bringing you the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Now get your pen out as fast as you can so you don't miss out on receiving a special free gift you're going to get and love in a moment. The scripture, John 18, 38, Pilate asked, what is truth? I remember in philosophy class, my teacher said that Jesus didn't answer. He walked away. Well, of course he didn't walk away. He was a prisoner. But it's such a good question. Why didn't the Lord answer it? Well, why didn't he answer it? A deeper reason. The fact is he did answer the question. What was the question? What is truth? What was the answer? He just stood there. He did answer by just standing there. Why? Because the truth isn't an explanation. It's not a concept, not a bunch of words, not an idea. The truth was reality. Truth is him. To say anything might have taken away from that. Truth is not summed up in something he said. Truth is him. He is truth. It's not about him. It's not anything that way. It's just standing there. It was him present. That's the truth. He's the truth. And so even as believers, we often miss this whole thing because truth becomes for us words about the truth, concepts, doctrines about the truth, songs about the truth, ministries about the truth, programs about the truth. All these things can be good, but these things are not him. They're about him. But when Messiah was asked, what is truth? He didn't talk. He didn't have any doctors or programs or hymns or ministries. He just stood there. And we as believers, often as Pilate, we miss the truth standing there. We want the things about him. We want to do all these things around him and about him and all that. But he's there. It's him in the mist. Be still as he was and come back to the raw truth. Because truth is not about him. Truth is him. Because you'll find he's standing right there next to you in the quiet. And that's more than enough. And that's the truth. Want more? Ask for God on the blue planet. Now, the free gift for you, the mystery, the temple doors, you'll love it, and sapphires, with the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus, special teachings, updates on Israel, world events and prophecy, and the secrets of strength and victory for every day of your life. So how do you get these gifts free? Easy. Just remember Jesus' real Hebrew name, Yeshua, and you dial it. That's it. Just dial 1-800-YESHUA-1, and you will be blessed. But call now. That's 1-800-YESHUA-1. One, and I invite you to join me in bringing salvation back to God's ancient nation, Israel, and all the unreached peoples on five continents with over a billion people. How? Just call 1-800-YESHUA-1, and you can have a part in the end-time harvest. That's Y-E-S-H-U-A-1. Or write me direct. Just write to the Nice Jewish Boy, Box 1111, Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. That's the Nice Jewish Boy, Box 1111, Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. Till next time, this is Jonathan Kahn saying, Shalom Alechem, be still and know that He is God. Peace be to you, my friend, in Messiah HaEmet, the way, the truth, and the life. Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And welcome back to part two of Truth to Ponder for this Thursday. I'm your host, Bob Bierman. Got a lot in store this segment you've got to hear. Brainwashing, mind control, all these things really are happening. Maybe you don't realize it, but truly they are in ways that I don't think most of you could ever imagine. Quick thank you yesterday to have... um, course Jim Calhoun fill in for the program he's been such a blessing to me as we have so many projects we're working on and I'm trying to take on one more I don't need in helping a fellow brother in Christ as he launches his news time with news ministry and I think it's important 
that we help each other. We're not competitors at all. I'm giving of my time and talent to help him get his start. And and look, he's a lot younger than I am. If the Lord should tarry, I can't be doing this forever. So let's help those that come behind us to grow in the faith. Also, the Transmitter Project, working on that this week. And we'll keep you up to date as we make some notable uh, progress. We did a lot this week so far, so we'll tell you more about that probably maybe tomorrow or next week. The question right now, and this segment is going to take about a little over 20 minutes to kind of get through this, maybe, maybe a little less, but listen carefully to what I have to say. Some of this material I found on a website called Good Patriots and other sites, and I've been distilling it the best that I can. And hopefully this will make sense to you. The question many people ask, has the world completely gone crazy and lost its mind? How can intelligent people justify some of the strange things, mandates, uh, school closings, face diapers? How, how How can we justify all this? And why are so many people simply okay with it they don't have any particular issue. They just get along with it. And people like me, maybe you, were criticized, condemned, mocked, almost like they want us punished or out of society. There's a term that's out there. It's been out there for ages. Japanese used it in World War II. It's, it, it goes back thousands of years. The art of brainwashing. Even the Stockholm Syndrome is a kind of brainwashing where all of a sudden the one held captive, when you think about it, is now identifying with the captor. Now, there's a, there's a professor from Belgium, Matthias Desmond. His background is clinical psychology. And he noticed when the shutdowns first started, there were projected death statistics that were out there that were supposed to be the reason we're doing this. And I can remember when I worked in emergency management last year, we were given some unbelievable numbers of people that were going to die by the summer of 2020. Like by you know June, July, August, early August, we were expected to have 3,000 people die in the county that I worked in that amount of time. And so we spent a lot of money gearing up to cover that, where to put the deceased bodies. And we had refrigeration places and trucks and generators scattered everywhere, like many other counties did. You, you probably never knew about it. Behind the facade of emergency management, we were preparing for like the end of the world. Where to put the sick, how to spin up more hospital beds. I did all of that. So why were all these doctors and politicians and scientists continuing the drastic lockdowns when the numbers didn't continue to add up? Remember, we were told 3,000 would die by the summer, and I think somewhere around 30 or 35 actual deaths, maybe 40, were claimed to be COVID. That's it. Not 3,000. We were told we'd have a crushed hospital system. And, of course, NBC and others are willing to show stock footage of other places. I talked to many people that had hospitals where a lot of staff was laid off. Nothing going on. They weren't being overwhelmed by COVID. 
So why were we so willing to keep up the, uh, you know, the nonsense? We destroyed our economy. There's a lot of other collateral damage that we'll never know the full price for several years. What about students forced into Zoom classes, forced to wear face diapers, forced into fear at a young age for no apparent reason except some power-hungry, communistic evildoers trying to find nice words? Nothing has made sense. Nothing made sense to me. This is why I got out of it. There's a term, and I ran across this, this lack of rational thought becomes what's called mass formation. Mass formation, which is always based on a lot of misinformation. And it's kind of a form of almost like someone says a hypnosis. It can come when certain criteria are met. And despots and tyrants and dictators have been using this playbook for ages and it, because it works so well. The most important thing you need to understand for this to occur, first you need some social isolation. No social bonds, except for your social media, where that, that can be controlled. Especially if you live in an echo chamber of your own politics. And so we have this mind control going on because we're no longer allowed to talk to each other in grocery stores, talk to each other outdoors for fear we're going to kill each other if we breathe on them. Wear your two or three face mask. They close down churches, sporting events, places where people make contact either with their friends or even strangers from time to time. You put on the face diaper, you no longer see the personality of people, their smiles. You really don't understand. All you see is an isolated person in fear. And you become also a person isolated in fear. So your first goal has been met. Isolation. Fear. People afraid to go out. People afraid to identify with anybody on a social basis. The next thing you need is to make a person feel that they are meaningless, useless. Remember, we learned a term last year, unessential or non-essential worker. Non-essential workers stay home. We don't need you in our society. 50% of the people today, 50% of the people today feel that their life work is now has no purpose. Many people, about 63% of people all over the world, feel like they just sleepwalk through their workday. They have no connection to anything they do. Phrases like non-essential, are, you, know, you, you don't think they're not well thought out. Don't think they're not planned. They're designed to make you feel insignificant and meaningless. The second part of the goal of obtaining mass hypnosis or people following like, you know, blindly. It requires there be a lot of free-floating anxiety, psychological dis disconnect, people that don't know exactly what's making them feel their anxiety or discontentment, but those feelings are there. Right now, 20% of the world population probably is dealing with some kind of anxiety disorder, maybe even more. 
And when you have nothing but fear-mongering, fear, bad news, you may lose your life to the coronavirus, goes on and on and on. You're looking for somebody to save you from all of this. Frustration and aggression is another thing that is required. You get frustrated for those people that will not put on their mask. You get angry at those that will not take the vaccine because if you'll take your vaccine, then I can take off my mask. This kind of nonsense, pitting and dividing people one against the other. We have heroes and villains. And it's funny, last year's heroes are sometimes now this year's villains. Those that were there on the front line that do not want to take this shot. Suddenly now, they're worthless, throw them out, useless individuals. I hope they die. I've read more people that say, I hope you people that don't take the vaccine come down with corona and die on a ventilator. I can't wait to laugh at you as you're dying. If people really were to understand what's going on, but they can't do it because they're living in fear. You know, I go, I go, my wife and I, we go out to the stores, have been for a long time. A lot of people now shop on Facebook and they stay away from the stores. Online shopping has grown exponentially. It's made Jeff Bezos wealthier than wealthy can imagine. That billionaire class, he's loving it. This has been good for his bottom line. They like the idea they don't even have to go out and die in fear of wearing a face mask or having to be out in public. Uber Eats and all these things in the the metro areas are growing. People are now hiding in their homes and having all their stuff delivered for their instant gratification. Some have enjoyed not having to work. The strong traditional family has been busted apart, demonized. That's been going on for ages, making the father look like a moron on situation comedies. So what happens when you get all these criteria? Then society is ripe to be mentally controlled after all these years and decades of this gradual programming. There are people that want to control the globe. They want to control you. And so many people follow and they they go along for the ride. See, mass formation continues in a society and becomes stronger over time, if you let it. To accomplish these kind of plans, they have to have a compliant army of followers that'll make a lot of noise if you disobey. We call them the Karens of this world. Put on your mask, you're going to kill somebody. How many times were we told we can't go back to school last year because we'll kill the teachers? Those little kids are going to kill their teacher. Yet schools open in many states like Florida, and it didn't happen. All the dire predictions of mass death you know, and stacking up body bags in front of schools didn't happen. Though that's what we were told. Here's the key. Understand this, and maybe this will, this will sink in. What percentage of the population needs to buy into this negative narrative? How many have to buy into it? Not many. How many would you think? 60%? Would 60% have to be bought in or 70% believing fully in this? Nope. How about 50%? If half the people are for it, that wouldn't that, that would be enough to tip the balance, wouldn't it? No again. 
Not at all. The reality is it only takes between 13 and 20% of the population completely swallowing the lie and believing it fully like a religion to turn a whole country. Only 13, 13 to 20%. It's not a big number. But here's the, and here's why it happens. So you have this 13 to 20% that are all for the lockdowns. They, 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 they think we need to have lockdown after lockdown after lockdown. They're the same people that loved uh, the idea of, of uh, defund the police and everything else. So the question then is, how do you get 20% of the population how do you get them to go along with these new and strange narratives? If only 13 to 20% are, are the true believers, how do those, how does that 13 to 20% literally overwhelm the entire population or society? Here's why. And you may have learned this in life. 40% or more. 40 to 50% of the population on average. They go along with the narrative because they feel it's too uncomfortable or too dangerous not to go along. They may not believe it. They may not fully embrace it. But to keep peace and not be made fun of and yelled at by the Karens of this world and the face mask Nazis that you find screaming at people, put on your mask. And I've seen the videos of these people chasing people. Put on your mask. You're going to kill everybody with your COVID that they don't even have. Now dwell on that. Think about it. 13 to 20% of the population are totally under the spell of the corona fear that is being marketed by the mass media. And what a dysfunction it brings. So what can we do? If one solution is if 20 to 30% of the people that want to change the narrative speak out and convince some of the 40% or 50%, then it'll fall apart. Remember, if you look at these numbers, if 40% of the people are going along with something and 20% are the ones that really buy into it, you've got a group of people anywhere between 30 and 40% of the population that are really not going along with this. They're arguing about it. I would say that the majority of those of you that listen to this radio program and others like it are in the same place that I am. We know there's something wrong with what we're being told. We've seen us, we've seen the lies repeated over and over and over again. How many lies do we have to endure before it finally sinks in that we've been lied to? You following with me so far? Yet 20 to 30% of the true believers and 30 to 40% or more of us don't believe in it. And if you want an indicator of that, if you really want to get a good indicator of that, do a little bit of uh, research. How many people, how many people have taken the vaccine? Of the population eligible? Now, I know among the elderly, they are in, in situations where they have little control in nursing homes. They have to. It's given to them. They just do it. But when you look at the population, where it is a choice, 
the truth is only around 60 some odd percent of the population is fully vaccinated here in the United States, where the mandates are not yet fully in force. Many people caved in, part of that 40% of the, or so of the population, that 40 to 50 or so percent of those in the mushy middle that just go along to get along and, and not make any waves. You follow. I think you understand what I'm talking about. People just go along. They don't want to get up. They don't want to be yelled at. They don't want to have a security guard say, put on your face mask. You can't be in here. And they want their life back. And so they go along even though they disagree. So you take that roughly 20% along with the 40 or so percent, and you get a 65% compliant rate, maybe a little higher. But literally a third of the nation doesn't buy any of this, but we're not allowed to speak. We have a hard time getting our voices heard. You, We get our, the, you know, the feckless fact checkers of Facebook, you know, shut you down. Misinformation. This is not true. The tech tyrants want to censor anything that goes against the established phony, fake, and, and improper and satanic narrative. And so as long as you can keep the 40% divided against everybody and not wanting to get their hands dirty or get into a fight, the plan succeeds with only 13 to 20% of the people fully engaged because they do not, you know, we have, they, they have the media on their side. We don't. People go along with the plan. What it's going to take what it's going to take is several things, in my opinion. We have to speak out. We can no longer remain silent. It is obvious that churches were singled out, especially in Canada. I think of that pastor out of Manitoba, what, what he went through and has gone through, and it's just, it, it's a tragedy. And all unnecessary. Terribly unnecessary. And very demonic. Schools with Zoom classes, we can go on and on, all the ways we were divided, and how people are just trying to get along. If we continue to speak out more and more, and one by one from that middle ground 40%, about half of them, not even quite half, if just 40% of that middle group, just 40% of the middle group suddenly realized this is all nonsense. Now the majority of people, when you take the roughly 30% plus another 30% of the population, let the other part of it stay with the other, now you have the majority if they become vocal and things can change. Voices are very powerful. That's why they want to shut you down. Let your voices be heard audibly, whether it's in a one-on-one conversation, whether it's in a group, even social platforms. Have a phone conversation. Don't just use texting, because texting is easy to ignore, blow past and not fully read, and you lose some of the inflection of the voice that, that makes something you're saying more powerful. If I was to give you a script of this program, it would not be as nearly as powerful to you as hearing it. Remember that 
that people that are under this kind of psychological psychop control didn't get there because they're weak or stupid. Let me make that clear. Don't start name-calling a lot of these people that have fallen for this. They got there because they're broken. They've been broken down. Their families have been broken down. Their family bonds have been destroyed. Their circumstances of life, they, they have to struggle every day. So they, they, they are easy prey. And a lot of people over the decades have lost their faith in Jesus Christ. They have no faith. They have nothing to fall back on. They have nothing stronger than the government to protect them. They do not have the hope of eternal life in Jesus Christ. They only have this life and what the government promises to do to save their life. Unfortunately, today, we only have a small remnant of true believers that are willing to speak God's total and absolute truth without compromise. The only solution we really have of repeating this cycle of control is to shine forth the light of Jesus Christ into this dark world and bring people back to his family and his purposes. Whenever our inherent human needs of family, purpose, and connection are filled with God, then we cannot be manipulated by the evil imitations. You know, the Bible is clear. We are to rescue those who are being led away to death, to hold back those that are staggering towards slaughter. Evil has had these plans because we live in, I've said it a thousand times before on this program, well, maybe not a thousand, but getting close to it. The spirit of Antichrist is already here. It's not something we have to wait for coming down the road next week or 10 years, or 100 years from now. The spirit of Antichrist is already here and working, and has been working, and has caused havoc, chaos, death, and destruction over these many, many centuries. It's not something to wait for. That spirit of death and Antichrist is already here. Now, I got a question for you. When you look at the world around you, are you just doing things to get along so you know you don't make people upset? Oh, yeah, I'll comply. I'll never complain. I'll just put on my face diaper and I'll stay home or I'll do this. I'll, whatever they say, and hopefully I'll do this because someday if I keep doing this, it's going to go away. You know, insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. That's like we're talking fourth, fifth, and sixth booster shot now around the world. The first jab didn't work. Then we did a booster. And now we're talking in the United States, the fourth booster. Other countries already heading toward fifth and sixth. And and it doesn't get any better. But we keep doing it and doing it and hoping. We're just hoping beyond hope. Somehow it's going to work. It's like playing the lottery. Your odds of winning the lottery are greater than this vaccine stopping the pandemic. If you're in that 40% that doesn't want to commit. Have you ever noticed in like in a church or even a civic club? It's 20% of the people do about 80% of all the work on average. 20% do 80%. Even true with the financial giving in a church. About 20% of the people make up 80% of the budget. Then you got some that give nothing. And then you got that in the middle 
They leave a tip. Just how it works. But are you in that 40% of tip givers? Are you in that 40% that just goes along for the ride and believes you're not important? And because you're not important, you can be treated just like Stalin and Hitler treated citizens in their nations and all of Europe. If you think somehow it's going to be different, it's not. There's a lot of false promises out there from you know fake and false promises and prophets. If you are one of those that can see the truth, it's time now for you to take a stand. I really believe that the majority of this audience to this radio program is in that group of 30%, roughly 30%. I doubt if anybody listening to this program belongs to the 13 to 20% of the most ver- loud and angry people about wear your face diaper. And the worst part is those that control the left spectrum that's trying to consume this nation they've already taken over many school boards but you know Virginia gives me just a little bit of hope in time we might find out New Jersey was a stolen election it wouldn't wouldn't surprise me at all once again vote vote counting stops and then we find ballots and all the same games play out over and over again They go back to the playbook. Why? Because it works. They get away with it. People like you and I can be loud and angry and make a lot of noise, but who cares what you and I have to say? Because they know in time we have no backbone, and just like 2020, it'll slip away. A state like New Jersey has had many, many decades to get their voting system where they can control it the way they want it. It's essentially, unfortunately, primarily a single-party state. And whatever Republicans they've run in office in the past, including the one that they ran this time, tends to be uh, a Republican in name only, or what I call the Chamber of Commerce Republican, where the family values thing is secondary. When we get back tomorrow on the program, we're going we're gonna to switch to some hope. I think it's time for the 30% of us to rise up and really bombard that uh, 40% and persuade them and show them and, and guide them and do it in love. If you believe in our work in ministry, would you consider helping us financially? If you can, make a check payable to Ancient Word Radio. That's Ancient Word Radio. Our mailing address is 5753. By the way, truth to ponder, 5753. Highway 85 North, 5753 Highway 85 North, number 3248. That's number 3248, and that is in Crestview. Crestview, Florida, 32536. Once again, Truth to Ponder, 5753 Highway 85 North, number 3248, Crestview, Florida, 32536. This has been Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. To find out more, visit our website, Truth, the number two, and the word ponder.com. That's Truth, the number two, ponder.com. Truth to Ponder.
Shining the light of truth in a darkening world.